Hello, my friends. Hello, 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 hello. Steph here from High Flying Fitness, StephMillerFitness.com. And I have been having a repeated thought that, like, I was like, you know, I have to, have to, have to talk about that on my podcast because I think it's really, really interesting when you understand the power of mindset. Um, yeah, like, it is so interesting to me because some people are like, I don't care about the mindset of fitness. Like, that's cool. But, like, everything that you do is a mindset. Like, everything you do is a mindset. And if you are really trying to work hard and you don't want and you want to go to the gym and you want to get all of these results, you need to recognize mindset. I promise you. So today we're going to look at um, how to deal with being on a journey when it feels like everyone is 100 steps ahead of you. But before we get in, I'm reading this article right now. It's um, MeteorEducation.com. The article is called, How Does Positive Thoughts Affect Neuroplasticity? And I've known for a little while that... um, The way you think, whether it be a high vibration or a low vibration, so positive thoughts being being the high vibration and negative thoughts being the low vibration, I've known that our brain reacts um, differently and sends off different sends off different chemicals in your brain um, when you're bought when you're when you think certain thoughts. So I'm looking at an article called "How Does Positive." thinking, sorry, how does thinking positive thoughts affect neuroplasticity? So this one, like you can read, go ahead and read the whole article. I'm just going to highlight the part that I thought, the parts that I thought was great. So every thought releases some type of chemical. When positive thoughts are generated, when you're feeling happy or optimistic, the cortisol decreases and the brain produces serotonin, creating a feeling of well-being. Serotonin, when serotonin levels are normal, one feels happy, calmer, less anxious, more focused, and emotionally stable. <clears throat> Dopamine is also a neurotransmitter that helps control the brain's reward system and pleasure center. Taking a look at the prefrontal cortex, when happy thoughts occur, um, there is a brain growth through the reinforcement and the generation of new synopsis. The prefrontal cortex is where the mind and brain functions conjugate and then um, disperse various parts of the brain or transmitted throughout the body. The prefrontal cortex is the switching station which recognizes the signals of the neurons that allow you to reflect and think. It allows you to control your emotions um, deep in your limbatic brain since it allows you to focus and it, it gives you time for metacognition, being aware of one's own thoughts. Okay. So when you are, when you think your brain basically will pump those, um, hormones throughout your body. So when you're feeling more anxious and more, more like, depressed or angry, your brain is calling for um, the, 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 the chemicals 
and then it, it pumps the chemicals that you don't want throughout your body. And when you're thinking positive and you're happy and you're calm and you're, you're chill, it's pumping your serotonin and your dopamine throughout your body. So regardless, um, you can think, like honestly, regardless if you think that <laughs> your mindset is <laughs> an impactor or not, it really, really, really does impact it so much more than you think. There's even single photon emission computed tomography. It's called SPTEC. It's brain imaging that shows how negative thoughts um, have shown that negative thoughts also reduce activity in the cerebellum, which controls your coordination, balance, working relationships with others. So like, and this beautiful. So like when you're really angry, that explains why you get like clumsy and why you get, um, why you get at a loss for words or maybe your brain blacks out or you can't walk proper because negative thoughts reduce the activity in the control center for these. So it's funny because I'm opening with this because people often get in their mind, well, your mindset doesn't matter. Thinking positive doesn't help. Thinking negative doesn't matter. Because, and that's a big part of today's lesson is, is the, is, we'll touch on it, is the negative. Okay? So I wanted to open with that. That is from meteoreducation.com. And it's called, How Does Thinking Positive Thoughts Affect Neuroplasticity? If you want to check it out. So leading with that, when I started my health and fitness journey, I want to give you a little bit of information here on how I started, how I felt, some of the experiences that I felt, and how, honestly, a lot of other people feel at the gym too, which is kind of funny because the gym is always supposed to be non-judgmental and open for all and like all of these really positive things, but a lot of people don't feel those things when they're there because especially when you're starting out you're already hard on yourself and you don't feel like you fit in because everybody else around you is either at their goal or like we feel like they're at their goal and they're fucking magical people and the and we think that everyone's gonna judge us and ah so when I started I went to Fit for Less in Thunder Bay. Shout out to Fit for Less. Um, and I went there because it was, they didn't allow, well, first of all, I went there because it was $10 a month. And then I also liked the fact that they didn't allow personal trainers and they didn't allow bodybuilding because I was intimidated as fuck to get started. I remember when I started, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Was it a thing? I was, I was so uninterested in, in anything because like, honestly, I felt like, I felt like, like everybody was so far ahead of me. I had like, it was embarrassing for me to even walk through the doors. I was like, this is awful. I've like 
failed myself, failed all my goals, failed everything. I'm a failure. I like was so hard on myself. And um, everybody had better cardio than me. I'd be winded after five minutes. And like I didn't know what to do on the machines. And I didn't know what to do with free weights. So I was like I felt more confused than anything. So like when you are starting your journey, I get I totally, totally, totally understand feeling embarrassed, feeling awkward, all that kind of stuff. So um, when I started, like a few weeks in, I wasn't training with Sean or anything, but I went by myself and like this huge ass guy came up and he was like so fit um, and he was like, you're squatting wrong. It's like, okay. And he's like, you should stop squatting because it's embarrassing. And I was like, um... Okay. And it was so uncomfortable. And like, I hated seeing all those girls on the machines texting and selfieing. I was like, go to the gym and work out and leave. Like, bah. But anyways. So that's like the mindset that I was in. I had that experience. I had other ones too, um, which I don't need to go like into full depth. So like, I understand how hard it can be to get into not only your own mindset to prep you for the gym or fitness or whatever, but like you're also being really hard on yourself to start and then you're expecting yourself to be able to like be some magic unicorn on day one. So I have some tips to help you deal with a journey when everybody else is a hundred steps ahead of you, okay? So the first thing is to congratulate yourself for being aware of where you are. And congratulating yourself does not mean, (laughs) it doesn't mean being hard on yourself for getting to where you are, okay? Um, It can be quite uncomfortable admitting to yourself that you are where you are And it can be quite uncomfortable admitting to yourself that you need to make a change. And it's, and it definitely is hard. It is, it can be really hard. So number one is be easy on yourself. And don't like, go easy on yourself and, and don't, Talk yourself down if you aren't where you would like to be. And there's no nothing. There's nothing to be embarrassed about if you aren't where you wanted to be. If you are running and, you know, you like, you can only get in 30 seconds and you need to take a break, that is better than not doing it at all. And that's the thing. You need to take baby steps forward when you're on any sort of journey. The baby steps are going to help you climb the mountain. If you are able and capable of taking bigger steps than baby steps, then absolutely do that. But if you get winded walking after two minutes, take a break and do it again. Honestly, that is how you are going to succeed. Take a break and do it again. Because if you don't try and you don't start... You're not going to have the confidence to do it anyways. You won't. You won't have the confidence to do it anyways. So getting started in a gym can be really, really, really challenging. I get it. But you need to get your mind in check and give yourself, 
give yourself the, it's okay for me to be where I am. I know where I'm going and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about me. All that matters is what I think about myself because your serotonin and dopamine levels are going to impact your experience at that gym or at on your walk or with your personal trainer or with your friends. Okay. So on a side note, if you are looking at getting a gym membership and you are starting out, um, there's hundreds and hundreds of free things on YouTube, on BBG or Beachbody or um, like you can get a free session with a personal trainer. Um, you don't have to. Okay. You do not have to start by going to the gym, going on a treadmill for 30 minutes and hitting up every single machine. That's like what most people do, and that's how most gyms advertise starting out. My recommendation would be go to the gym, hop on the bike, go for as long as you can, and as you're doing that, definitely get your heart rate to an 8 out of 10. So 10 being your heart is going to pop out of your chest, and you're going to die. One being you're at full rest and four being brisk walk. You can still carry a conversation and you're not completely winded. Okay. You want to get to about an eight on that level. That's going to really help you get your heart rate higher and that's going to help you see better results quicker. Hop on a bike, hop on the elliptical, just do that for a few minutes. And then what I'd recommend is hop on each machine, give it a feel, see how it feels See how much weight you can lift and the amount of weight that you want to lift is enough where you're like, if you're pushing, it's a little bit of a challenge, but you can do it 10 times without quitting. That's how much weight you want. Okay. Typically starting out, it's around, depending on the machine, anywhere from five to 30 pounds. Okay. Um, it just depends on the muscle you're training. It depends on the, so like your arms are typically a lot weaker than your back. Um, your chest is a lot stronger than your shoulders. So like your legs are the strongest muscle in your body mostly. Um, so it all just depends on the muscle group that it's trained. So don't stress about going into the gym. Don't find, don't like, don't fret. <laughs> Try, like, please, please, please be easy on yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back for taking the time to get started and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Okay. Just start. When you walk into that gym and you look around and before you say anything in your mind, like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. Oh my God. Oh my God, everybody. Oh my God. Everybody else is a thousand steps ahead. No, no. Take a deep breath. It is just you and me in the gym. You got that? All you need to do is just remember, you are here for you, I am here for you, and nobody else matters. You are doing this for you. And pop me on and we got you, okay? Just start. Even if, so the other thing is, any movement in an exercise is progress. 
So there's this like saying in the professional world. Some people don't know this and it, I don't actually believe it. Some people are like, I can't do a push-up because my elbows only move slightly. That is a push-up. <laughs> Your elbows are moving slightly. How are you going to progress if you don't start with where you are, right? And if you tell yourself you can't do it, then you're not going to be able to do it. So just start where you are. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. And just keep going. Number three, recognize that everyone started somewhere. At some point, everyone felt the way you feel right now or walking into the gym. Honestly, everybody felt the way you feel right now. Um, whether it was their first time and they felt winded or they kept it up from like age of eight and they've just always been fit. Even at the age of eight, they felt like they were winded. Like, like it's okay. It's normal. It's cool. Take a deep breath. It's all good. So you're not the only person in the world to start a fitness journey. You're not the only person in the world to want to progress. And you're not the only person in the world who feels that the gym is scary and feels that it's embarrassing or however you feel. There's other people who feel that. So just accept that once you get over the hurdle of these feelings and being so hard on yourself, it's going to be better. Number four is don't quit. Give yourself an eight-week challenge of going to the gym or exercising three times a week for eight weeks. Now, that may seem really scary, but I mean, if you just signed up for a gym membership, you're probably going to have to doing it for a minimum three months anyways, or if it, depending on the gym, you got it for a year. So three times a week is a really great place to start. Um, because it gets you into a habit and three times a week is a, is a number that, and I don't like the word achievable or attainable, but it's a number that you can, that doesn't overpower your entire week. And when you like it, when we get started, we're like, I'm going to go to the gym every day for five days a week for the rest of my life. And then you get tired, you get burnt out, things come up, work, you have to stay late at work to pick the kids up, all the, like, life just happens, and then you're like, well, I've been going to the gym in three weeks, so my fitness has been failed, so honestly, start at an achievable number where you can get something in three times a week, and then you don't feel like you failed yourself, and anything else is bonus, because bonus going to get you a lot farther than being hard on yourself, being strict and unrealistic, okay? And being like hustle and angry and, oh, I've got to go to the gym five times for eight hours a week. Like, we get like that and it's just like a save the world complex and you don't need to live that way. It's not fun anyway. So, um, so set an achievable, realistic goal to your lifestyle right now. And it doesn't mean that you have to, that it can't change. As you become more fit and love going to the gym, you're probably going to want to change the amount of times you go to the gym. But like right now, just start with something that you can stick to. Got it? Recognize the small little things and the small successes. So 
Remember when I said you get winded after walking for 30 seconds? Every single time you are able to push one second longer, one second longer, one kilometer faster, one incline higher, or hold your plank longer, or lift one pound more, or pump out one more rep, that is progress. There's nothing pathetic in progress. There's nothing embarrassing in being where you are. It is absolutely great to move forward, okay? That's why you want to keep track of what you're doing. Because if you have to look back two months later and be like, oh my God, where was I? You'll forget. So keep a little track of what you're doing and where you are. And each week, try to get a little farther. Try to get a little farther. Try to get another rep in. Try to get a little more weight in. Try to go a little faster. Um, Try to hold it a little longer. Whatever the move is, whatever your speed is, whatever you and your trainer or friend or self have decided is absolutely good. Okay? You have to, number five, I think we're on five. Number five, you have to build the strength in the beginning in order to succeed and you need to make the habit of it now. So you're not gonna get anywhere if you sit and you say, I'm going to the gym and then you never go. You're never gonna make a habit of it if you always demonize it and you think of it as a totally bad thing. Honestly, it's better to go there, get it done, get in and out, even if it doesn't have to be some elaborate like four hour journey. like. For any form of exercise, it doesn't have to be the gym. I'm just using the gym as an example. Maybe you're a bike rider. Maybe you're a runner. Maybe you're a walker. It is better to go out and just do something than it is to not do anything at all, especially when you have the motivation to do it. What do I mean by this? So glad you asked. If you have an inner burning flame, in your belly, in your heart, in your mind, wherever. Um, And it is telling you to go for a bike ride. Just go out and go around the block. I promise you, you're going to feel way better than you did sitting and lingering in the I should have done's. Okay? If you're a runner or a walker or a weightlifter, it is better to go and grab your two pound weights or go around the block or go for a quick jog or run on the spot than it is to sit and do nothing. You have to build the strength in the beginning in order to succeed. So what that means, you can take, so let me rephrase that. You don't just start lifting a hundred pounds. Okay. Um, You don't just start by running the marathon. You don't just start by hopping in the body of, so say you're 300 pounds, you don't just hop into a body of someone who's 100 pounds. There's a journey. There's a habits that need to be formed. There is a mindset and a routine and a lifestyle that that gets developed. That's why, guys, fat burners doesn't work. That's why all these quick fixes will never get you out of where you want to be because you're not learning the mindset and the habits and how your body works. You're just looking for the quick fix and you're never going to find it. 
So developing that routine, developing that mindset and developing that that lifestyle is going to be more rewarding for your brain and you in your um, in your prefrontal cortex than it is going to be in your in the quick fix and the the quick happiness that you're going to get for minimal results. Okay, so I want you to recognize when you're frantic and being like, I need to lose all the weight right now. You have to build the strength in the beginning. You need to build the routine in order to feel good. Because if you really want to learn how to run that marathon, okay, you have to start by being able to walk without being winded. You need to be able to go up and down the stairs without feeling winded. You need to be able to support your body properly if you really genuinely want the goal. You need to start, okay? So you have to build the strength in the beginning, and sometimes it means that you have to do it even when you're tired. Sometimes it means that you have to push a little bit harder beyond your limits, and sometimes it means that you need to push when you're not ready, willing, or able, and you're like, fuck, but you do it anyways. By the way, that sounded like um, The Lion King. Don't know the words, but that's what I was going for. Anyways, you need to push. You need to push. You need to push. Okay? And the last thing is in the mindset and the progress your mind is going to to develop is going to be way farther than quitting. Okay? So, like I started, your mindset, like all of this is, okay, if you look at someone who is really, really fit, all it is is a can-do attitude, and that's so cliche, but it's, they started by saying, I can, and even in the times that they thought that they couldn't, they pushed and they succeeded, so I truly believe that in the times that you say, I don't want to do this, and you go and do it anyways, you are going to feel way better than when you don't do it. Up until now, I've really loved napping. I've really, really, really loved napping. And it has been a guilty pleasure of mine. So if I have to wake up and go to the gym or do my workout, and because I've developed my fit habits, if it's a day where I have to go to the gym or wake up early to get my workout in or stay late um, after work, whatever, in between clients, maybe it's not a full workout like where it's like a full hour or half an hour at a time. I piece it together or I, you know, I work out a little bit with my clients. Um, if it's like that, then that is going to go farther than me saying, you know what, I'm not going to work out at all today. Today was, today, just take today off because then tomorrow I'm going to get into that habit because it breaks the commitment And because your subconscious mind is here to serve you, it doesn't see this as a priority anymore. And it doesn't see your health as a priority, even though consciously you want it to be a priority. So those are my seven. I gave you a bonus one and I and that was a pretty juicy, juicy bonus one, if I do say so myself. So that is the tips and tricks that I have for you today. Um, I really hope you enjoyed them. I have been loving podcasting. I have been loving 
doing this for you. I honestly so freaking happy, so freaking grateful that you guys keep tuning in, keep listening, keep keep pushing, keep serving and submitting questions and Q&As for me to answer. This is really, really, really exciting for me. I love it. So thank you very much for listening, guys, and I will see you on the next one. Have a good day. Bye.